This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get this. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. Raider Nation, what is going on? Coming to you guys with episode 130. And this is going to be a little bit, a little bit of a different sounding episode than what you're used to. This isn't going to be a game preview. This isn't going to be a post game. If you guys want to see my post game or listen to my post game show, you can go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Raider Cody. It was a live stream direct response to how the game ended, putting ourselves in a situation that we didn't want to be in. Obviously two must win games and, you know, other situations that have to go our way. The same thing that we're sitting in 2019, you know, not, not putting in into our own hands, not having to win it ourselves and earn it ourselves uh, there's, you know, there's a lot of dominoes that got to fall in place for us as well. Joining me soon is, is going to be my guy, Kenny King Jr. He's going to be co-hosting this show with me. And I really want to mainly talk about, man, just kind of what put us in the situation. We're not really going to play the blame game, but one is going to be, of course, the defense. The defense that has been basically bottom five the last three years consistently under Paul Gunther and kind of what led to that. And I'm going to highlight some comments from uh, from the boy, Will Compton. He came out. We've been waiting for a player, current player, former player, any Raider player to talk about this topic because we need something that is, you know, some cold, hard facts, something that is actually going to stick, something that is relatable, something that is real, not just an opinion, not just something that is going to be an observation, something that is real. And this is a player that doesn't play for our team anymore, a player that's probably never going to play for our team again. So, you know, some, someone that really has nothing to lose and is going to come out and just be completely truthful. So shout out to our guy, Will Compton coming out. I'm, I'll, you know, I'll say he played it safe. I'll say he came out. He, he was respectful and he just gave his honest opinion. So without messing around, we're going to go ahead and just get into, uh, come on, Kenny King Jr. I need you for this episode. Let's get through it, brother. 
Kenny King Jr. What is going on, my guy? How are we doing right now? What's good, brother man? How you doing? Man, I've been uh I've been better and I thought at some point during this season that we weren't, you know, going to be getting the same old Raiders, but I honestly feel like right now at the end of the season we're dealing with the same old Raiders Kenny King Jr. and I can't just I can't seem to get off this uh I can't seem to get off this cliff right now. Man, second half collapses have been synonymous with Raider football uh, as of late. It's 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 kind of baffling to me because it seems like as soon as the media starts talking about how good this team is and how this team's going to make a push for the playoffs, that they start to fall downhill and they go downhill very quickly. Man, talking about playoffs, <laughs> you know what? I mean, let's talk about our chances right now because you know what we're going to do. I mean, we could sit here and in my mentality, I'll be honest with you, Kenny King Jr. is do we make the playoffs? Man, I don't even know at this point, but... Uh, no matter what, I'm going to wake up on Sunday. I'm going to expect a Raiders win, and I'm still going to be looking for every other domino to be falling in our place. Like, my expectations are at an all-time low. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to be. I think that, you know, it's cautiously optimistic, right, where you, if we make the playoffs, if there's a miracle that happens, great. Uh, but what I want to see from this team is I want to see improvement. I want to see a better record than last year. I would like to see the Raiders finish with a winning record. If yeah. they can finish out these two games and have a winning record, finish nine and seven, that's a plus. You know, you have to start looking at the little victories at this point. You have to look at the the pluses of this season. You know, seven and nine again is not a plus. Eight and eight, eh, it's better. But yeah. nine and seven, you have something to hang your hat on. You can say, okay, look, the season didn't go the way that we wanted it to go. We finished with a winning record. We started out six and three. Things fell. Things happened. Paul Gunther got fired. You know, all these things happen, but at least we finish with a winning record. No matter what you can say, at least the Raiders finally have a winning record again. We haven't had that since 2016. So that would be yeah. something that we could hang our hat on. Yeah. It, it, growing. We, we got to grow just a little bit. And I'm going to be watching for the Raiders to win these last two games. The Ravens to lose their last two. So if the Raiders win their last two, Ravens lose their last two, we're in the playoffs, right? Or is there anything else that needs to happen? I I think there's a couple other things to have. I think the Colts have to lose. Oh, the Colts uh, got to lose one game, I believe. Yeah, the Colts have to lose one. The Ravens, yeah, the Ravens have to lose both their games. The Raiders have to win theirs. And so, like I said, it's 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 possible. You know, the 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 realm of possibility is still there. It's there's still the opportunity for it to happen. Uh, and you know, I will hope that it happens until they say the Raiders are eliminated from playoff contention. But at the same time, you know, we have to be realistic and say, okay, well, let's see what we've got right now. Let's see what this team is, and let's see what this team's going to do for the rest of the season. Exactly. Kenny King, I want to get into a little juice. This, the, the entire point of this episode is not talking about necessarily the our last two games of the season, how the Raiders are going to close out, everything that's been going on. Uh, but I want to talk about kind of what's led to this last, you know, our last five games going one and four. Um, and, you know, we're going to hit on something from our guy, Will Compton, from Bustin' with the Boys. But first... Um, we're going to take this quick break provided by Blue Wire, and we'll be right back. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. 
You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria, and you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Football is back in full swing, and you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Bet BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So like I said, Kenny King Jr., our boy, Will Compton. Woo. Man. <laughs> Game of Will, Will was spilling a little bit of the tea there. A little bit. I think he spilled on accident. I think he knocked the teacup over. You know, the, the cool thing about it, and I know that you wanna, you're want to, you going to play a little excerpt from it, but I think the cool thing about it is that while Will said everything that people wanted to hear, he also said it in a way that, you know, was professionally acceptable. Yeah. And he said it in a way that, you know, if he ever ran into Gunther again, if Gunther was ever his coach or coordinator, which probably wouldn't happen, but if, you know, Gunther was ever a guy that he ran into again, it wasn't like he was throwing him under the bus. He said he respected him. He said he liked him. He just, you know, had some things to say. Exactly. So what what sparked this whole thing was I know Will wanted to talk about everything that was going on with the Paul Gunther firing, um, everything that led to, you know, whatever it was, the end of his tenure with the Raiders. Uh, Will spent those last, what, four games with him as the starting middle linebacker, kind of got phased in after, you know, Tahira Whitehead. Uh, was it was it like an injury that kind of took him out? And then just Will just got factored in as the only option, basically. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, it is what it is, I guess you could say at this point. Uh, but to hear kind of just a little bit of closure from a player that was experiencing basically a part of the defense that was maybe – maybe the most successful four games of a defense that Paul Gunther has produced for the Raiders. Um, it's interesting. So let me, uh, here, here's a little clip actually of what sparked the conversation for Will Compton. What's up comp. It's your boy Raider Cody. And I got to know, bro, what was going on with Paul Gunther and this Raiders team? It seemed to never work yet. He got three seasons to try and figure it out. Run fits were messy, blown coverages. And I believe we have some pretty good talent on this roster. Raider nation wants to know, man, for the boys, the boys, I'm telling you, Kenny King, I wanted to know what was going on with Paul Gunther as probably did you and the rest of Raider nation. And I mean, you can, you can listen to the entire topic that Will talked about. I'm going to drop a, a link in the description of this podcast. You can visit or you search Bussin' with the Boys. It's a Christmas episode. Go to about 31 minutes into the podcast. And you <laughs> talked about it for a good four or five minutes. I mean, it, it's a good conversation. I'm going to share about 30 minutes. Kenny King, you ready to hear this little snippet? No doubt. 
being around, being around football for a very long time, uh, what you want to see in a coach is, is somebody who can coach, who can teach, um, who can teach game plans, who can, who can help players understand why you're building a scheme in the first place for game planning. Um, you want to be able to inspire your athletes. Like you want to be relatable to guys. You want to be optimistic. You want to be somebody you go in and you like, you know, is going to have a good attitude because you're all going to figure it out together. And you want to coach it when bad stuff happens, somebody that you see take blame. Now, again, I don't want to get into to, too much of stuff, but PG didn't, uh, he, in my opinion, he didn't check a lot of those boxes. Oof, man. That is <laughs> like the kind of just like the dagger and, and, and kind of what we expected. You know, look, Kenny King, you listened to the episode already. I mean, there's a lot more he went into with play calling and practice and everything that how he executed his game plan on third downs, how, how he got his players confused. What is your takeaway from what we just heard? You know, for me, I think the biggest thing is that there's no accountability. And we talk about, you know, a lot of people will say players need to take accountability. And I think that, you know, when we look at the offense, a lot of people always put that that blame on Carr, saying Carr needs to take accountability. Carr needs to take accountability for this offense. Uh, defensively, they kind of get a pass, it almost seems like. You know, the defense as a whole, it goes to Paul Gunther as fans. We, we blame him, but Paul Gunther never puts that blame on himself. You know, you see John Gruden go up there and say, you can put this one on me. I take blame for this. Paul Gunther always says, you know, I put the game plan out there. I don't I don't know why these guys can't <laughs> execute. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that's one of the things that stands out is when you have a coach that's throwing you under the bus, when you have a coach that's continuously throwing you under the bus, that loses the respect of the locker room. That loses the respect of, of players. It loses the respect of veterans. It loses the respect of other coaches. It loses the respect of captains. We saw it happen with Jack Del Rio in 2017. You know, we saw it happen with Mike Tice. We saw it happen with Tom Cable, not his first stint, not this stint. And so those are situations where that's very hard to come back from. And so when you have a player who played for Paul Gunther who's saying that this guy's not taking accountability, this guy's not owning up to stuff. That is huge, and it really shines a bright spotlight onto what's going on with the Raiders' defense right now. Yeah, and I know, like, for, you know, example, when, like, our our, our guy Max Crosby, he's going out in the offseason, and he's seeking help from the Raiders' all-time uh, sack leader, Greg Townsend, looking for tips, looking for advice, saying that, you know, our coaching staff's just not quite, you know, doing it for me. I need more help. I need to find ways to get to the quarterback. What does that tell you? Exactly what Will Compton told us. Basically right. that he is not a teacher of the system. And you think about it as a coach. And and I'm sure you've, Kenny King, if you've ever trained anybody in anything, in anything, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't have to be in the National Football League. For me, I've trained people in many different scenarios. I've trained people with learning disabilities that shouldn't be even doing the job that they're doing, and now they're doing it. And and you have to be able to relate to them. You have to find their way, you know, to to make them want to learn. Like right, you have to convince them that they want to learn this, not just hey, this is my scheme, this is your job, this is what you got to do. I have a good scheme. You need to do it because I said so, and because I've been a defensive coordinator for a long time, so I need you to do it. No, right. it, it needs to be hey, look, we're gonna work together as a unit. 
We're going to figure this thing out. This is why I'm doing it. You know why? Because I'm a hard, aggressive defensive coordinator. I want a hard, aggressive defense. I want an in-your-face defense. I want you guys to understand this scheme because whenever they're running this, I want you to take control this way. Whenever they're running that, I want you to take control that way. Not just, hey, I'm going to call plays. We're going to do this thing. We're going to go through the motions during the week, and then whenever whenever the game comes around, I'm going to open up the playbook because I'm going to try and save my job as much as possible by throwing, you know, everything in the kitchen sink at you to make it look like I'm a crazy defensive coordinator. Like my balls are bigger than yours. And for Paul Gunther, that never worked once in three years. No. And I mean, look, Paul Gunther in in his defense, and I'll give him his, I'll give him this. In what defense? (laughs) but i will say for this in the in his defense he had a lot of turnover in his defense he had a lot of guys that were coming in free agents new guys rookies what what have you okay i will give you that however yeah that's a prime opportunity to be a teacher yeah that's a prime opportunity for you to be an instructor for you to be a mentor for you to go out there and say okay look this is what we need to do because before, yeah, he may have been a good defensive coordinator in Cincinnati, but he took over Mike Zimmer's defense. Marvin Lewis was a head coach. Marvin Lewis is a great defensive mind. And they had been together for, what, 15 years? Yeah. And so these guys have been together for a long time. Continuity matters. Time together matters. And when you're with the same group and you're taking over the same defense and you do the same thing, then, yeah, it works. We saw it with Bill Callahan when he took over the Raiders when the, he took over the Raiders as head coach and played. I mean, he coached a great team until they got to the Super Bowl and John Gruden knew everything that they were doing. Yeah. So that continuity matters. Offensively, look at this team. This team has been together a lot longer than the defense has, and they're playing way better than the defense. Because why? John Gruden does a better job of explaining, teaching going through and, and making sure that you're doing the things that you're supposed to do day in, day out, practicing repetitious. Paul Gunther wasn't doing that. And then he passes the buck and he puts the blame on to those players. Man, wasn't there a thing that came out that there's only been like one team in NFL history to ever have a winning record when their defense gave up over 30 points per game? Yeah, it was the Giants that won the Super Bowl, and the only reason that they had a <laughs> winning record – Well, let's clear some things up. The only reason that they had a winning record is, one, they got super lucky in the the Super Bowl. Yeah. That David Tyree catch was ridiculous. But also, look at that defensive line. Yeah. well, not And not even just that. It's like you see that, right? And they had to get super lucky to even get to that point. And to see other teams from that point, yeah, probably not going to happen. Now, the last four games that Paul Gunther coached was 37.5 points per game. Dude, that is just such a spike. I, I don't even understand. Like I said, you guys need to go back. I'm, I'm going to drop the link in the description. If you want to stop this podcast right now and go listen to the full explanation from Will Compton, um, I would highly recommend it because it is going to be a lot more informative than anything uh, myself and Kenny King Jr. here have to say to you. Um, all we can do is, is give you our reaction and our frustration because obviously we want a sound football team. We want the Raiders to win, and it doesn't come down to a single player, single coach. We want this this football team to win football games, and you know, obviously, that was most likely the 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 weakest link. 
the weakest link obviously breaks first, and that was Paul Gunther. And now we see where we go from here on out. We hope we win these last two games, go 9-7. and seven. Hold on to anything we possibly can, because with the seventh seed, with the seventh seed, and I tell you, Kenny King, at the, at the beginning of the season that we'd finish 9-7, and seven, I would think we could probably get in the playoffs. And as of right now, probably wouldn't happen, but... We got to win these last two games first. We have a tough matchup with the Miami Dolphins, but uh, winning these last two games, you you said it earlier that you know there'd be some satisfaction left. But you know, Kenny King Jr., how do we survive in the off season and ho- and hope for some improvements if we can somehow finish nine and seven? We finished nine and seven. What I want to see from this team is I would like to see the Raiders get stronger on defense. But first and foremost, look at what you have on offense. Look at some of the players that you can move. Look like, at some contracts that you can restructure. Like Marcus Mariota. <laughs> I mean, look, <laughs> hey, you know, Marcus played really well in the in the Charger game. And Marcus is a great backup. He's a great guy that you can have on that team as a backup. But if you can get something for him, if there's some trade compensation, then that's ten million dollars off of the off the salary cap next year. Let me ask you one and, question. I don't mean to cut you off, yeah. but have you ever seen uh, there's, you know, there's a portion there, our fan base is split in kind of two parts and there's a portion of the fan base that seems to, you know, look at losses and we're not winning football games. And even mm-hmm. though, um, you know, Derek Carr is providing continuity and everything that's going on here, we see Marcus Mariota as a quarterback that was supposed to start by the bye week, right? That's what we heard in the off season. He's supposed to take over the job. Right. Derek Carr is going to get traded, all this stuff. He steps in for an injured Derek Carr, a Derek Carr that led, you know, a top 10 offense this season, a top 10 passing attack, an offense that whenever they lost their run game, the only thing that kept us in games was our passing attack. And he gets hurt. Marcus Mariota comes in, plays really well, honestly. Yeah. I, w- I will sit here and tell you right now, yeah. He, I was impressed. He played good. Like, for the first time in a long time, I watched a backup step into the game. And keep us afloat, keep us in the game, and think, hey, we might be able to win this football game. But we still lost. You know what I mean? It's like Mm -hmm. we still lost to a four-win team. The Chargers Mm -hmm. weren't anything special. The Chargers would charger. And they were chargering at the end of the game. They They missed two field goals. We had every chance to win this football game, and we still didn't. Now am I gonna exactly but but am I gonna put that on Marcus Mariota? No. But no. why are we going to put that kind of stuff still when we backtrack? Oh, we're going to erase it. Oh, Marcus played great. But we're not, we're not going to look at the win or the loss. We're not going to look at the loss, right? We're going to think, for whatever reason, there's a portion of the fan base that thinks, oh, we need to see what we got out of Marcus Mariota. Like, oh, we got, you know, this is year seven for Derek Carr. We know what we got out of him. As if this isn't year six for Marcus Mariota. There's a portion of the fan base that thinks he, he's a rookie, and look, don't get me no, wrong. It's actually, isn't it year seven for Marcus? Didn't they come out at the same time? No, I think it, year after. So it's year, it's yeah. year six for Marcus. I mean, dang near, might as well be the same thing, pretty much. But I mean, Marcus still. I don't even. Marcus hasn't played a full sixteen game season, and that's the thing. What's crazy for me, and that, I guess that's how we'll close out this conversation. This episode is probably going to go a little bit longer than I even expected. Now that we're getting into this, but I mean, Marcus Mariota, the way he played on Thursday night was phenomenal. Now, can you expect that kind of play out of number eight to play a full 16-game season? It's a good question. And I think that, you know, 
what I'm going to get into real quick, and I, I know that we want to cut this a little short, but what I'm going to get into real quick is there's a lot of delusion in the fan base. No, you know, you have, <laughs> you, you have, you've got the fan base that, you know, there's one side that says, I'm not going to root for Marcus because Derek got hurt. I don't want Marcus to, to play well. Oh, that's, that's terrible. Mm. That's stupid. You know, as a Raider Just fan, win. You root for the Raiders. You yeah. want to win. Yeah. I don't care who's at quarterback. You have another side of the fan base that I saw that was as soon as Derek got hurt, they're cheering and Mariota, Marigota and uh. Mariota season, all this stuff. You know, what I look at is <sighs> Derek is the franchise quarterback until he's not. Yeah. And Derek hasn't done anything to lose his job. Dude, he's only nothing he's done nothing but improve this season. Exactly. And as well as Marcus played, Marcus hasn't done anything to take his job. Yeah. You no, know, exactly. But one thing I would like to see is let's finish out these two games. Gruden saw what Marcus can do on Thursday night. We as Raider fans saw what Marcus can do on Thursday night. Yeah. If Derek goes, if Derek plays on Saturday, because it looks like he wants to, it looks like he, you know, he, they're saying he's chomping at the bit. If Derek plays on Saturday, there should still be a package in there for Marcus Mariota because there's an opportunity out there for the Raiders offense to do more than what they can do already. And with the way that the Raiders defense has been playing, the Raiders offense needs to do more. Yeah, we're in a situation where I think the Dolphins defense is preparing for both Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota. And that's not something that the Chargers, I guarantee the Chargers didn't practice one play preparing for Marcus Mariota. And I mean, I'm not going to say that led to a success, but I can guarantee you it, it definitely helped it. So whenever it comes down to this, this Miami Dolphins defense right now, they completely probably flipped switches today. Whenever the first sign that Derek could possibly play came out today during his presser, whenever it opens up on Tuesday, John Gruden, Derek Carr, that's head coach, starting quarterback, kind of dead giveaway. Here we are. Derek could start if he's available. So what are the Miami Dolphins going to do? They're going to prepare for number four being under center, and they're also going to prepare, now that they know, for Marcus Mariota being under center, and they're going to watch every single bit of film that they can against the Chargers and what John Gruden did with number eight. And this is where, you know, we see. I mean, we've seen John Gruden get beat in key situations as a play caller, and we're going to see if he can overcome them and win these last two games. It'll be very interesting to see. I think that, you know, if the Raiders can win these last two games, then we can at least end the season on a high note. We can end the season with... You That's know, all I ask. Just a winning season. <laughs> the, Gosh, dang it, Raiders. Positivity. You end the season with some positivity. You end the season <sighs> second in the AFC West. You end the season, yeah, we might have a... We might be, you know, a little deeper in the draft, but it doesn't matter at that point because you're looking at... Look, we got a winning season. Screw the draft, okay, dude. Kenny King Jr., can I tell you something? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna let you close out right now. Screw the draft. I'm tired of these pencil pushers, whatever they are, writers. Oh, you know, we're talking about the, the Jets screwing up their, you know, losing season. There is not one NFL team that is purposely trying to lose every single game. It does not work like that. Every single football team is out there to try and win. Sorry, you know, there's some that just stink and just can't win, that doesn't mean they're tanking. And whenever we beat the Jets and other tanking, they go and they, they beat the Rams. Obviously, they're not trying to lose. Obviously, they're not, obviously yeah. they're not trying to. Quit the jokes of, 
oh, they, you know, they screwed up. What was it? Uh, Jets were in victory formation. So were the Jaguars. Come on, dude. It doesn't matter what's going on. Every time, every week, every team is trying to win that football game. It's it's pathetic, dude. This it, That's what separates real football from internet football. Yeah, fantasy football has been one of the biggest one of the biggest blessings to the game, but it's also been one of the biggest disappointments of the game because yeah. you have all these guys that have never played, watched, enjoyed a team, and now they're doing mathematical equations to build a football team, and they're <laughs> only basing it off of money, and then they're starting to harass players, they're starting to harass yeah. families, all those things, and that is just stupid. <laughs> and all that nerd ball, all that dumb stuff, that's what I hate to see. But at the end of the day, what I want to see is I want to see these Raiders come out Come out Saturday. They've had a longer time to prepare. They've they're playing at home. Let's get some wins back on the board at home. I mean, it's pretty sad that you open up the stadium with a losing record. And I want to see the Raiders start to put some put some wins on the board at home and finish out this season. Beat the Dolphins, beat the Broncos, finish nine and seven, and hang your hat on the fact that you had your first winning season in four years. One hundred percent, Kenny Kang. I appreciate you for joining me tonight. Anyone that's listening, make sure you uh, subscribe to the Trading Table podcast by my guy right now. Whoop, let me turn your... Kenny King, real talk. Kenny King Jr. Uh, always coming in with some uh, with some real talk, no matter what's going on. And uh, you can always catch him on my post-game shows. This is a little bit different. Uh, you had to come in here. You had to co-host this kind of crazy week. We got, we got two games left. We're going to see what you know, turns up, but you know, as Raider nation, I mean, Hey, we, we expect the least, uh, but you know, we never, you know, count out what can best happen. And Hey, maybe we find ourselves somehow crazy way in the postseason. I don't know. I'm waking up Saturday expecting the W I'm going to wake up the next Sunday. And if, if everything goes our way this week, I'm wake up next week hoping the same thing happens. And who knows? It's 2020, man. Things can get crazy. But Kenny King Jr., I appreciate you joining me, brother. I appreciate you, brother, man. And crazier things have happened.